don't you hear my Savior calling? I said, who will go and work today? Yes, fields are ripe and harvest waiting. Who will bear the shields away? Hello everyone, this is Brother Chris Hewitt again with you today for another part of our series in Living in the Land for Life. The first episode, we talked about uh, what the Spirit-filled life was. We introduced the thought that Isaac was the only one of the Old Testament patriarchs in the book of Genesis that lived in the, that lived in the Canaan land his whole entire life. He was born there, he was raised there, he matured there, and he died there. And so we're going to talk about this uh, living in the land for life. You can, we can as believers, whether you've been saved 10 years and you've never lived a spirit-filled life a day in your life really, or, or whether you're just saved, you just got born again, you can live the spirit-filled life all the days of your saved life. And neighbor, we talked about last episode, that was the first episode introducing the thought but the last episode we talked about in Genesis 21 verses 1 through 8 how something supernatural has to take place in order for you and I to be able to live the spirit-filled life and that is we have to have a supernatural birth and we talked about the emphasis of the second birth in the book of Genesis and all through the Bible and how if you're going to live the spirit-filled life you've got to know the spirit of God you have to be indwelled by the spirit of God and the only way for that to take place is you have to be born Born again of the Spirit. And that's how that happens. It's supernatural repentance and faith in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, we want to pick up right back in Genesis chapter number 21. We're trying to find out how did Isaac live in the live in the in Canaan land? How did he live in the land for life? How did he uh, stay there? And there's things that's gonna we're gonna face. There's things that's gonna happen, and we'll find out through his life. It's not not any different than what we're living today as Christians and uh, make an application here. So let's look Genesis chapter 21 verse number nine. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in the, thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman, in all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now, there's a lot of people that think humanistically about this text and they, they want to talk about the atrocities. And it is sad. But the reason it's sad is because of sin. They did not. It's just as much Sarah's fault and Abraham's fault. Abraham will have to answer for it. And today we're still in a mess today because of this episode right here. But you hear me. I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to talk about the application. That is the context. This is a sad part of this story. Abraham and Sarah got ahead of God. They did it wrong. They they sh he should have never went in under Hagar. He should have never had this son. But for sake of application, it gives a beautiful story of of what we face in our lives. And you say, brother Chris 
this. What do you mean? Well, we we want we talked about last uh, last episode the supernatural that has to take place for us to be uh, live to be able to live in the land for life. We talked about the second birth, but today I want to talk about the submission or the subjection, the subjection that takes place in order for us to live in the land for life. And you say, what do you mean? Well, today it, when once we get saved, my flesh does not die. Once you got saved, your flesh did not die. If you will, I still have an Ishmael, born out of Egypt, born of the bondwoman. I still have an Ishmael living within me. I still have an old man. I still have an Esau or a Cain. I still, I still have the Manasseh living within me, that first birth living within me. I still have Ishmael. And you know what? Just like in this text, if Ishmael and Isaac are dwelling together... Ishmael's always going to rise up and he's going to try to beat down Isaac. He's going to try to push down Isaac. He's going to try to defeat that second birth. He's going to try to beat down that, that, that new man in the camp. And friend of mine, if you've been saved any amount of time at all, you know I'm telling it right, that the Ishmael in our life always tries to rise up and overtake the Isaac in our life. And if something's not done, if something doesn't take place, it doesn't mean we lose our salvation. It doesn't mean that we uh, we're, we got to be saved again. That's not what I'm talking about. That's erroneous teaching. But today, it does mean that Ishmael can keep you from living the Spirit-filled life. Ishmael could drive you out of Canaan. Ishmael could push you and push you and keep you from the promised land and the Spirit-filled life. And today, that's exactly what have ha- would have happened if Abraham wouldn't have stepped in. And that's the part of our story I want to look at. Once you get saved, the, the battle's not over over. The battle's just begun. And that means that Ishmael is going to immediately start rising up against Isaac in your life. Ishmael's going to start trying to defeat and push down Isaac in your life. The old man against the new man. And he's always going to be a fight. There's always going to be a battle until we get to heaven. And the one you feed is the one who's going to lead, as the old preacher said. And the one, hey, you cannot serve God and mammon. The one you feed the most is the one that's going to eat the, uh, eat the most and be the strongest. And neighbor, what are you going to do about Ishmael? What are you going to do to to help the Isaac in your life to grow? And you need to do the same thing that happened here in Isaac's life. That that problem, that that predicament, that rising up of Ishmael, it can only be conquered by the Father. It can only be conquered by God. In the text, it's Ishmael, Isaac, and Abraham steps in and takes over. But in our lives, we cannot conquer the old man on our own. It takes a yielding. It takes a subjection to the Father and God will overcome Ishmael in our lives if we will allow him to. See, as long as we've got our hands on the problem, as long as we're trying to control it, as long as we're trying to defeat Ishmael, we're going to be beat down because Ishmael's older. Ishmael's stronger. Ishmael's been around longer. He's a wild man and he'll always beat down the second man. Oh, but neighbor, if we'll hand that over to God and subject it over to God and put ourselves into the subjection of the Spirit of God and as Romans 6, 7, and 8 talks about, if we will yield our members, if we will mortify these members of this flesh, if we'll give them our minds and our eyes and our ears and our mouth and our hands and our feet, neighbor, we can't live the Spirit-filled life on our own. It takes a yielding. It takes a subjection and submission of ourselves unto God, not just once in our life, not just right after you get saved, say, God, I'm giving you everything. No, neighbor, you've got to do it. I've got to do it. 
it every day of our lives or Ishmael will rise up. Ishmael will take over. Ishmael will beat us down and keep us from living the Spirit-filled life if the Father does not step in and overrule and run Him out. And that's exactly what it takes in our lives. We've got to live in the Scriptures. We've got to live on our knees. We've got to, we've got to dig and we've got to walk with God. But at the end of the day, I fall. I mess up. I fail. It takes a supernatural power. It takes God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost to override the Ishmael within me and the Ishmael within you so we can live the Spirit-filled life. And today, if you're just out there wondering, if you're just out there bumping around in the wilderness, I'm glad to say you can get victory over Ishmael today if you want it. That's the issue. God has given it, given us such an opportunity to live this Spirit-filled life. It's not a drudgery. I'm living the, I'm getting to live the best life I've ever lived. I'm thankful for it. Does everything always, is always uh, roses and all that? No, neighbor. Uh, but I'm talking about spiritual blessings. Hey, I'm not talking about living in a mansion. I'm talking about walking with God. And today, if you want to walk with God, that's the issue. Do you want to walk with God? Do you want to draw nigh to God? And today, if you'll submit yourself, if you'll subject yourself, if you'll call on the Father and say, God, I can't handle Ishmael on my own. Lord, this battle's more than I can take. Lord, I can't handle the fight anymore. Hey, every day of your life, hey, get down on your knees. When, and when Ishmael rises up, get down on your knees and fight there and say, God, I can't take this. God, you're going to have to run Ishmael out for me again today. Do it every day. Lay some, uh, get rid of Ishmael every day. Beat him down. Let God step in and run him out. Let the Father step in and run him out. And that is the only way we can live the Spirit-filled life. Yes, you've got to be, there's something supernatural that has to take place. There's a second birth that has to take place. There is a, you have to be born again. But after you get born again, there has to be a subjection to the Father. And though it, it, it may seem cruel, though, though things may get pushed out of our lives that we enjoy or like, oh friend, I promise you, it's worth it, neighbor. Subject your members more, yield your members to God today and say, God, I can't beat Ishmael on my own. God, I can't live the spirit-filled life on my own. God, I can't. See, see, he's in the land. This is happening in the land. We need to pay attention here. Just because you get saved and start trying to live for God does not mean you are not going to face the flesh. And neighbor, you're going to face the flesh every day of your life. So we better go to the Father every day of our lives and subject ourselves to the working of God the Father and allow Him to run Ishmael out. Allow Him to beat Ishmael down. Allow Him to run him off. Because here's the thing. You may do that in the morning, and, so, and you and I both know we're wicked. We're flesh. And before, before sundown, Ishmael's going to attack us over and over and over again. But I'm glad we've got somebody that'll go to bat for us Friend of mine today, if you're if you're struggling with Ishmael, if you struggle with him, I'm being honest with you, if you struggle with him like I struggle with him, you need to subject yourself to the Father. It's so much easier, it's so much more fulfilling walking in the Spirit, living the Spirit-filled life than it is to just wander in the wilderness and allow Ishmael to have rule and reign over you. God will drive Ishmael out if you and I will subject ourselves to the working of the Father and allow Him to take care of Ishmael in our life. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope you're enjoying this series, and I hope you're getting a hunger to live in the land for life. 
God bless you until next time. This is Brother Chris. Don't you hear my Savior calling? I said, who will go and work today? Yes, fields are right and harvest waiting. Who will bear the shields away?